Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to talk about softness. How to opt out of harsh living and harsh interactions and opt into soft living and soft conversations and experiences. There's a quote from one of my favorite plays, and it's from Lorraine Hansberry's A Raisin in the Sun. It's been done 3,000 times. You can catch it many different ways. Danny Glover's been in the play. Denzel Washington's been in the play. It's a phenomenal play. If you have not seen it or read it, I I also recommend reading it. That's how I've come to love this play. And there are a lot of themes going on in that play, but the one line in the play that stuck with me, and I read this play, we're talking 20 years ago, was this line where it's between a husband and a wife. And they have this exchange about their relationship and how It's gone downhill. And the character says, how do we get to a place where we scared to talk softness to each other? And I remember sitting probably in my bedroom reading this line and thinking, how do we talk softness to each other? How can we have soft interactions? What is it about our culture as black folks that makes softness so difficult. And yet what are the tools that can get us there? And how do we change our mindsets to understanding that softness is made for us, particularly as black women, that that's part of our inheritance along with joy and beauty and love. It's also softness. And that's what I want to talk about today. How, We, I feel, culturally have been pushed into harsh conversations, harsh interactions, and harsh living, and how we can reject that myth that that is our our lot in life, that that is our opting into struggle, how we can reject that and instead pursue a soft life and soft living. When I think about the cultural context of of softness and who has softness and who gets soft treatment versus who doesn't. It's really easy to see why black folks have been regulated and relegated to harsh living. I think about slavery and so often that runs through this podcast because slavery really has had a profound impact on black culture Black living, Black identity, and the impact and the aftermath of the trauma of slavery is still felt in 2022 
despite it being officially, quote unquote, ended in 1865. And one of the ways it shows up in our culture and in our lives is this consistent harshness. So much of slavery is rooted in cruelty and abuse. And particularly as Black women, the belief that femininity did not exist for women. And again, we're not going to get into gender stereotypes or gender identity. I'm not talking about that. I'm simply talking about the concept of femininity and how it is infused in Blackness. And femininity and slavery just didn't exist. There, there was such a harshness, such a culture of pushing, hurting people, exploiting labor, us raping women, that the concept of gentleness and softness was ascribed solely to white women. And we think about the stereotypes of the Southern Belle, and, and there's a lot to unpack there about what's problematic about what was pushed on white women. But a key aspect of the identity of white women has been being soft and demure and, and gentle. And so much of what has been part of the Black woman identity has been strong and pushes through any trial. And the thing about pushing through and being strong is that softness can get lost in the mix of that. I think about working out, right? And how when we push and we, we push ourselves further when we're working out, let's say we're weightlifting, we take on a little more weight, uh, we up our exertion, we get great results. We tone our bodies. We make our bodies harder, right? We make our bodies more in shape and not loose. And the same applies for our spirit. When we are constantly pushing through, adding more to our plate, putting more pressure on ourselves, it has a hardening and affirming effect. And while for physical health, that's a great thing, for emotional, mental, and spiritual health, it isn't. It creates barriers and blocks and stops us from being able to access a part of ourselves that is beautiful and healthy and needed to survive these days. So much of our culture at times is all about celebrating trauma. We reward those who have struggled, have had a lot of pain in their lives and have overcome. And while that is a beautiful thing, we should be celebrating people who overcome. We should also make space for creating lives that don't have any struggles to overcome and engage in daydreaming and gentleness and really in the beauty of slow living, of the absence of trauma. And because of our culture being so steeped in cruelty historically from slavery and harshness, it trickles down to today. I think about the ways that we talk to each other as a culture, the way that we believe tough love and keeping it real is something to be rewarded, that we tell 
people we love and we grew up in families where they say just, you know, girl, get get on with it. You got to push through. You got to you got to move forward. You can't let this stuff get you down. How we criticize softness. We criticize people who are quick to cry. We tell them to be tougher. And I know that that is a direct legacy from slavery. And yet so many of us are such beautiful, gentle souls underneath all of that. And we all go through life wanting to be treated gently and kindly. I'll speak for myself and simply say that growing up, I was a soft gal. I, I had a side to me that was a tomboy and I, I liked to be with the boys and all those things. But I also had a side to me that would daydream all the time, that read classical literature and found myself identifying and wanting to have a life more like books of Jane Austen than reading the autobiography of ex-slaves, right? I was a romantic I loved the concept of open fields and frolicking and all the things that as I got older and got socialized into were denied for black women and criticized. There was a point in my life where I started to realize that's something I need to keep private. To the outside world, I need to be in charge. I need to be tough and strong. I need to take no nonsense and tell people exactly who I was and where I stood. And that evolved from a combination of things. One, it evolved from people who constantly tried to take advantage of me, to abuse me. I developed at a young age, so men interacted with me more sexually at a much earlier age. I grew up needing to fortify and protect myself and being assertive and, and not talking about softness and frolicking in fields was a protection. On the other side, I had a group of girlfriends that praised that, that engaged in equally harsh conversations and harsh interactions. And this is how you tell a man, no, you don't just say, no, thank you. You tell him no. I engaged with women like that where we would reward each other. I participated in this and, and just admire women. The harsher, the more keeping it real they were, the more they were valued in the circle of friends. And it wasn't until I got older. It wasn't until I burned out. It wasn't until I was alone that I realized and remembered that line from A Raisin in the Sun. And I asked myself, how did I get to a place where I can't talk softness anymore? I don't know about you, but I have opted out of struggle when it comes to meal prepping and eating high quality food. With ButcherBox, you get incredible deals on premium cuts. Deals as good are hard to come by at the grocery store. I know for myself, I do not like having to plan out everything I eat and then also be concerned about the quality of what I'm eating. When it comes to butcher box, it means less trips to the grocery store for me. It means knowing immediately in my freezer what's available and feeling confident about what's in there. It's about the value that butcher box offers. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? With butcher box, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. 
ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com BGB and use code BGB to choose your free offer and get $20 off. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy, and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. And so I did some soul searching on how to get softness back into my life. And I'm going to tell you how I did it and, and give you a tool for healing that may help you. The first thing I did was I eliminated harsh people, energy drainers, and chaos from my world. I stopped engaging with men who were emotionally withholding or unintentionally, I would say, abusive. I cut off friendships that were uneven or rooted in jealousy. The second thing I did is I started spending more time with myself, getting in touch with the things that made me feel secure and gentle and soft. I started buying candles and taking baths and having quiet moments with soft music that allowed me to think more, dream, connect to who I was. And once I got rid of the folks that were not bringing softness to my life, I actively tried to rebuild and repair a life of softness and bring into and attract people who wanted the same things. I realized I would go to hairdressers who would yank my hair and pull it and then say I was tenderheaded. I could get into a whole conversation about tenderheadedness. And I stopped going to those hairdressers and I started going to hairdressers who would gently pull my curls apart and tell me how beautiful my hair was. I stopped engaging with medical doctors who would undermine my chronic health issues or brush it off and started going to people that would say things like, 
I'm so sorry you're experiencing that. Oh, that must be difficult. You should learn to be gentle with yourself. And I did this in small ways. Like I said, starting with the people I that were not in my close circle of friends, just people I engaged with and started taking note of how often people are harsh with me. They're rough. Uh, they ignore my calls for gentleness and start surrounding myself with people who did. And there's an interesting pattern that emerged. I started realizing that I was more, I was experiencing more gentleness from white women of a certain job, certain experiences. I want to be very clear. And I realized that softness is a privilege. It's a privilege of those who haven't experienced a lot of trauma in their lives. And while that was something I used to ridicule, as I got older, I realized I craved, I want that kind of softness. And that softness isn't reserved for white women of middle-class standing who don't have harsh trauma backgrounds. That that softness can be for me. I want that. And I'm be honest with you, I'm still on the journey to discovering softness but I don't want to be alone on it. And I want you to join me on that journey. And it starts by being vulnerable with yourself, honest and gentle first and foremost with you. And so I want to ask a question and give you a healing practice. What are you doing to inject softness in your life? How are you learning to speak softly to yourself? I want you to meditate on this question. And meditating on this question may bring up a lot of emotions. You may think about past relationships or current relationships. You may think about how hectic and painful your day is. You may think about your childhood that may have deprived you of softness. And while you are thinking about that question and meditating on it, I want you to start a practice of softness. And we're going to do a future episode of this podcast about practicing softness, like the application of it, and give you more details on how to build a routine. But to start with, ask that question, meditate on it. And if you realize it's been a long time since you've experienced softness, I have good news for you. You can start experiencing it today. And the first step to experiencing this is to gently and slowly write down the thing that invoke a feeling of softness within you. Just make a list and see how many of those things you can inject into your life today. If you think about the word soft and gentleness and you think about a good book or a bubble bath or a really nice hug, make it your goal to inject a good hug in your life or to buy some bubble bath this weekend. Whatever it is, start and start today. It is not your inheritance 
to feel so hard all the time. It's not your inheritance to speak harshly to others. It is your inheritance to have joy and beauty and softness. So that's it for today's episode of the podcast. As always, you can find Black Girl Burnout over a host of platforms. We're on all the major ones. If this podcast resonates with you, please subscribe. Please leave a review and rate it. Tell a friend. And until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other.